I just remembered I got sent the sponsorships of the week and I may have to make sure it's a big schuss to share this. So we're learning this week. The whole month of Tevet is we are we are learning uh, sponsored by Mishpachat Avraham in Refua Shlema of David Pinchas ben Mendel Sarah. This week, the weekly sponsors is Chayin Toby Kram in honor of Ben Ben, Binyamin Nachum's third birthday. What is this? I went there yesterday to attempt to put tzitzis on him for the first time. It's so special. And anonymously, in honor of our community's holy Gabai on his birthday. Yudi's birthday on uh, Yud Aleph. Wednesday? The day after tomorrow. Right, but Wednesday. Okay. Huh? Yud Aleph, not Tavis. Yud Aleph, hopefully, because it's Bar Mitzvah in a month. He's doing Hanukkah Tefillin on Wednesday, so I got that. Ah, beautiful. Here? No, in the... In the school, in the school. Okay. Are we this right? You're li- it's like you saying, I'm not going to be here, like, I'm not going to be here on Wednesday. I got to let you know I'm not going to be here. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Two, yeah. Sorry. One second, before I forget, two, two important announcements. Okay, one, yeah, one, Be'ez HaShem. Uh, I, I just want to give a car to Eli, because he really helped make sure that tonight, I'm going to mention it tonight later, but that tonight, that the whole thing with Nisim is happening, really. I reached out last second, you, uh, you, you know, Reb Nassim's yard site, and Rebelli made it happen like this. Nisim, the tzaddik, well, refuses to take a shekel for tonight. It's, like, it's, a very, it's a very heartwarming feeling. So just want to say shakoyach hashrecha, big time. Mamash kacha. Also, Be'ez Hashem, from this coming Sunday, we're going to start to do Mincha Mariv uh, in the shul. I'm going, to send, I'm going to send more info about that and with another Mariv later in the night. So, so there's a, there's a lot and with more... Learning between Mincha and Marv, because it's not going to be the back-to-back uh, breather. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, 20 seconds. <laughs> not everywhere. Now I'm ready, right. <laughs> we got the Moroccan show over there. We, we, like that. So that's going to be starting... Amen. Um, from, 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 from this... Uh, listen, there's some Indian, some Indian that it has to be like that, because you have to... You're going to lose Kavana, like we said about Ger Chassidim, the, way they, the reason why they daven like such... Like that is because this is, there is an Indian like that. But we have a few minutes to, to spend, so we'll be, we'll be starting Be'ez Hashem this coming Sunday. Okay, now, for those that are just starting to learn Piyasetzta today, it's actually a perfect day to, to start because you, you'll see why in a second. This is Perek Vav. 
in Akshara's Avrechim, Daf Samech Vav, in the Sefer that you have in front of you. The reason is, is because the Rebbe went on a very, very long tangent, if you remember. That tangent lasted us approximately four months. In the Sefer, it's one long, massive parak. But in, for us, it took, bless you, it took months and months and months of the Rebbe kind of like saying, let me stop with the Torahs of Hisrakshus, Hislavus, and now let me talk to you, young Avrech, heart to heart. Let me, let's, let's roll it, let's, let's like, Pashut, like, like what Yitzchak Meir was speaking about yesterday on the chat, like, let's just have a Sichas Nefesh now for like, let's just, you know, call it what it is. And he started saying some, what we saw, like, wow, crazy Musa was going on. It was almost like, on the one hand, like, small merachek, you mean mekarev, like, and it was like, come here, what are you doing? Come here, what do you, what do you think, who do you think you are? But come here, right? That, that's, that's kind of what was going on last parak. So the Rebbe now recaps, and he's, he's going to basically ki'ilu start from scratch, um, and I'm not just saying this to make people feel good about, about only starting to learn it now, but it really is ki'ilu, the Rebbe is saying yala. Now let's go for it. I'm going to summarize in the first paragraph what the first five prakim were, and then we're going weiter. What's so special about this piece that we're going to see today is when he quotes his Zaydi, his elder Zaydi. In Shul, I think it was last Shabbos, we quoted his elder Zaydi, who he's named after, the Maor Vashemesh, Replonimus Kalman Epstein. I can't believe you come from Swasa. Huh? I never knew you came from Swasa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he comes, he comes, remember, he's got the Magid of Kuznets, the Noam Elimelech, and the Maor Vashemesh. The Maor Vashemesh is a very big role in this Sefer and all the Rebbe's farm. He has, it's a wonderful Sefer. I have such a, I have such a Hislavus to, like, I'm already thinking about when we're finished with Mesh, finished. When we finish the year with Meshilach, finished with Meshilach, we should never be finished with the Meshilach, but what I mean is to start again by next year, the Mar Vashemesh, perhaps, an amazing Sefer that I, I haven't learned enough of and I would like to. But he's going to quote his Elter Zaydi today, his namesake, and I want us to see this all inside. Perek Vav, Now you see in parentheses here, it says here, Siyum Perek Dalet. He's really saying, I'm going to just ta- finish up what we tried to do before I went on a tangent, and, now, and then we're going to go weiter. So Reb David Rich is going to help us a little bit today, just because there's no reason to break our heads trying to understand certain words here that are, are a little bit problematic. Uh, d- difficult to understand. Hine. We see, we stopped, we stopped a little bit in what we were talking about. If you remember what we were talking about, it's good if you do Chazara on Prakim, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalid, till Perakei, jump... <laughs> Basically, skip over Perakei, because that was just, you know, the tangent. And go from here, Vaita, right? The Kitzur from that whole thing was, is that you have Pirkusei Nafshecha. You have these, you have these things that, this, these, uh, how does he say that? Soul's feelings and movements never cease. M- movements. Your soul's feelings and movements never cease. Whether it's we're on fire for Torah, mitzvah, kedusha, 
בין פרכוסי המנמחוביה בשעה שאתה נושך ומכה אותה בנמיכיותך, במחשבה דיבור מייסה, or whether it's when you're in such pain when you feel how low you are, when you see where your mind has taken you, where your speech has taken you, or where your actions have taken you. תמידים נמצאים בך. That's a great, this is like a classic 101 פייסצנה, where he says, every emotion is a מפתח ללב, is a key to the heart, whether it feels good or whether it feels bad. They're all keys to the heart. It's a simon that you're alive. It's a simon that someone is, something's happening. If there's no movement, if you're not aware of any movement of what's going on inside, זה סימן רע מאוד. Okay? This is very much Polish Hasidus here. Uh, whatever, we'll, we'll get into that another time. There's in Polish Hasidus and more Russian, Lithuanian Hasidus. But this is like very Polish Hasidus here, where you could actually have a moment of, of realizing how, how, um, how low you feel, and it actually makes you feel good, because you realize, hey, I'm alive. What a great thing. Let me work from here. When you don't feel anything. Comfortably numb, that's the bad. That's the bad stuff. Okay. Maybe you don't feel it at all, even though the Rebbe says it's happening. Or you feel a little bit. But you can't put your finger and you can't express to me or explain to me what is it I'm feeling. I just know something's stirring up, but I don't have words for it. That's why someone sent me a book last week. I'm very excited about this book. It's called Cultivate. It's a wonderful book by a psychologist, a Rav in Chicago. His name is, who's from Chicago? Is anyone here from Chicago? Dan, remember Danishev, you know Danishevsky? He's putting out a book. He has a skama from Rav Weinberger and Rav Leff and other gdolim. And it's, it's amazing. It's about relationships, the kedusha of relationships, the necessity of having relationships. And um, I was so excited because I felt like, and I told him this, that he's giving, a, he's giving a dibur for people that are trying to explain what they want. And he's basically just writing it out in a book of like, let me explain to you what it is that you actually really want. You want to be engaged in relationships. You want relationships. You want meaningful relationships. So the Rebbe is saying what happens to us quite often is that we know there's something stirring inside. No one gave us the words for it. That's why some would say a chassidish and that doesn't have words are the best words we could find for what's going on in our neshama, right? Oh. You sit with Rav Ginsburg for a few minutes and you see what happens to him with every knetch. A, you know what a knetch is? A, huh? a sigh, right? It's like in, in Lubavitch, there, there are books written about every knetch in the Alter Rebbe's Dalit Bavas. That knetch means like a sigh. It's like not even the notes. It's between the notes. I'll give you an example. Right? It's like, it's not even the note, it's like the in-between the note. Sometimes you, you and Toby, actually, I've noticed, pull it out a lot in, in shul. Right? There's this knetch. Right? But that's, but that's it. It's an expression of something beyond the letter of the law, right? It's a very beautiful thing. The Rebbe says here, the pain that people go through, they don't have knatches. It's mm. a flavor. Yeah, it's a flavor. It's your personal flavor. Mamash. But you don't, we don't have it verbally, so we think, oh, if I don't know how to verbalize it, it must mean that it's not real or that I'm losing my mind. The Rebbe says, mapitom. 
you just don't, you just don't have, you just don't know the language of your soul. Right. And not a nigan, and not a Torah. And not a Torah. My brother once wrote a harif, harif letter to a Jewish magazine. It was a whole edition about music, and he was like going through a Pinchas, Pinchas stage. You know? And he wrote this long letter to the, to the editor about like when nigunim becomes, becomes songs, and the Beis HaMikdash is still crying, something like that. It was like a very powerful... Yeah, he didn't get gigs for a few weeks after that. It was, <laughs> but it was... So the Rebbe says, You don't know what the stirring of what's going on inside is. Is it? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm awakening. But since I can't give this awakening any words, I'm not sure if I'm going to go and buy a safer and look for a Chavruzah. Or I'm going to do exactly the opposite of that. We gave you an etzah, start, start doing visualization. Start doing, um, what's it called? A had, how do you say hadmaya in English? David, you know that, right? It's like a conceptualization. Um, like a dream board. Like a, you're it's like it's like uh, uh, designers have to give or should be given. It's a model, right? But there's a specific word for it. It's it's uh, and it comes from the word dimayon, obviously, right? Dimaya, like dimayon, like imagination. When it comes to you, tell me. So he says, Manifest? what's that? Manifest? Rendering, bidiuk, bidiuk. Thank you. It's a. He says the Rebbe said, I'm going to give you a rendering. <coughs> like give a rendering to what's going on inside. Pause. Don't run to the next thing. Pause for a second. Let your, give yourself, give yourself what it deserves. Give your pirkus, give that inner, something that's going on here, give it a matzah, give it a, give it a rendering. Give it a tzura. Give it a tzura. Alehen nitzotzei nafshecha yitra'u. The sparks of your soul will, will finally say, ah, here, here, I have a place. V'yitlapshu v'al yedehen yitkaimu. And whatever, whatever was dying to come out and burst out will finally have a place to manifest. Now I'm going to go to manifest. Okay? Through the rendering. Ah! That's what I wanted. You know, you, sometimes you sit by a tzaddik and just by the way they talk to you for a second, it's like they gave you the whole rendering of everything you've ever been through and want to go through in your life. And you're like, yes, this is how I could show up. This is, this is what I could do in the world. And you feel like it's possible. Aval. Start with the things that are clear, the big things that are really, like really taking up space in your mind and in your heart and your soul. Don't try to dissect every small movement. Go for the, go for the ones that are clearly happening. And then the small things, like the small renderings will find its way also into your heart, mind, and soul. And basically everyone, will be, you'll have shalom with all the things that are going on inside of you. I think that's interesting, you're saying to go for the big ones. Why is that? Because that can be very overwhelming. I mean, sometimes you say start slow and then you'll build up. Like you. 
I mean, your, your motto is slow and steady. Yeah, slow and steady. So why do you think he's going big here?
yeah, a clear a platform. Matzah literally means like, talk about miflagot. Maha matzah shela miflaga? That's how they use it. What's the platform of this party's political view? So you have to start building a platform for yourself for all these things. Now, next, next page, Samach Zayin. Ad kama sheneva'er venimneh et nechitzut hitchaskut ha-machshava. We could, we could keep on talking about how much it's necessary to strengthen your mind and the, the imagination of holiness to become something that's bifrat, that becomes your emotions and your avoda bichlal. We can keep on talking about this, the Rebbe says, day in, day out, and we will, but he emphasizes here, we will never end. We'll never really explain to you how important it is to activate this place of visualization of your platform. You can't be an Eved Hashem. You can't really be an Eved Hashem, and you definitely can't be a Chassid if you don't get involved with the work of activating the sense of imagination and visualization that Hashem gave us. You don't have to tell this to kids because that's all they know. You have to tell it to adults. He's talking to Avrechim. Avrechim are young adults. They think, in order to make it in this world, as of imagination, that's for kids. Visualization. What do you want to be when you grow up? Right? All those things. Here he's saying, you think you can be an Eved Hashem without, the, without like, remembering that Hashem gave you a mind not just to like, sink, sink your thoughts into dark places, Right? But it's, it's there to do all the avoda he's been talking about for years already with us, with the power of visualization. Recently, in a shir, I think with the women, I, the, you, know, you, know, you know which imagery came up again, the chavah that we're learning with us, b'nei machshavatova, which imagery, the, the most powerful imagery that I've ever heard any tzaddik saying? Your own funeral one. Your own funeral one. We've had this whole visualization. The Rebbe spoke about, him, about visualizing your own funeral. And he says that what actually happens is that the neshama is there, it can hear, everyone's crying, and it can't do anything about it. And then, I remember what you did. You want to share what you did? Yossi? Oh, to go lie down. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, try taking your own grave. I mean, or, or just, when you see a grave, so just like, just take a little lie down on that. <laughs> and you have a friend, they can throw some dirt on you, up to the nose. But, uh, <laughs> you, you didn't do up to the nose, did you? Can you accomplish that at the beach with like sand and? You know who did that? You know who did like similar to that? He did. Oh, I didn't hear that. He had a great he had, like, in front of his house. Yeah, it's like in the backyard, Every day he go away and like wow. Very much. So Reb Zalman did tahara on himself. He said. I'm a Kohen, so I could never do this, right? But he was, it was, about to, it was later in his life, and he, he had people perform tahara on him while he was still alive to, to, get, a, to get a visualization to the highest extreme of what, what that's like. So there are methods here. There are ways that we can actually, you know, help this guided imagery take, take off. Could be. I don't know. You know I don't know. Brought down in a safe there. I was learning with uh, with Steve Kramer. But when I spoke to the afterward, I spoke to the Kavikadisha guys, 
<laughs> Wait, they, they saw you? Did they see you do this? Uh, I told them afterwards. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in. I'm not sure you must know. So, you know, you all let me hug him. And like, I called the head guy. And he was really like, <laughs> so on, on whatever, on whatever, on whatever level it's possible, the Rebbe says here, you can't really be, now why do you think he says you can't be an Eved Hashem and you definitely can't be a Chassid without the art of visualization? Uh, another thing that's interesting is, I, I always thought that Dimyon is, hey, that's how I see this. Hey, Yas, you got Dimyon, you got to have it in order to have a Chassidut. Right. That's actually like, no, you, I have a ton of Dimyon and that, has, that I need to like... Just Chuck. Get, yeah, that's right. Don't take my Dimyon with me. Because that's what's been bringing me down all this time. And he's saying, yeah, yes, you got Dimyon, but use it. Right. Right. Think big. Usually that, that's how we yeah. relate to the Dimyonas, yeah. What were you saying, Hirsch? No, I was just going to say, it's part of our personal relationship with Hashem. That's not something you can do with anyone else or in any yeah. other. That's, that's your personal keyboard. Maybe that's why he's saying, don't think you can be an Eved Hashem or a Chassid without a personal, without a personal... Extension, yeah. I think I think if, I, if I'm understanding right, so this I was going to ask about the visualization of the funeral. But I, I think I understand what I was going to ask, but it's sort of saying like you have to be aware and create your own blueprint for your path. This visualization, and when you're struggling, sort of focus on the end. No, 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 no. This is not a preparation for anything. This is an activation of what's happening to you in the moment, of your hargashot, of your emotions in the moment. Take the feelings that... No, that, that, that was something separate. But it's just another dogma. It was a dogma of him using the art of visualization for avodah Hashem. Here he... Right? This is, that was just another dogma. Because then he said in the visualization, he's like, go through this whole meditation. I think Jack Olavashalom was there with us. I think he started crying, if I remember correctly. Right? Does that sound? He let out a, he let out a, yeah, he let out a big krecht. And then what, what ends up happening, the PSS and Rebbe said, is that you go through this whole process of this visualization of your own funeral. You hear your children <laughs> crying and everyone you love and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And then he says, and, and like you're like deep in that meditation, and then he says, now wake up because you can do something about it because you're not dead. And they're not crying yet. And now, what, how are you going to live? So that was using the art of visualization for like, just like, you know, kind of like to accelerate, accelerate something. Here he's talking about something else. He's saying the hard gushes of your heart and of your mind, of your soul, what's going on. Give it a platform. Just take them. Let, let them it's almost like, you know, the half deal. Like take what, you know, what LeBron does before he goes onto the court, right? The half deal. Elif alfei havdalas, right? You've seen, you, got, you too have seen it many times, right? What does he do? He goes to that. I had, I had the chalk In your face? Really? Imagine. He takes, what is it? It's chalk? Yeah. It's chalk, and he goes, and he goes right? It's, it's almost, yeah, it's almost like, I have these hargoshas, right? And you're like, okay, what am I, I, I going to do with this? Like, what, what is this? Build a, build a machshava, build a dimyon with this, Built, the Rebbe is saying they were given to you to start to create some kind of a platform. Don't ignore them.
use them. He says, you have to. Because if you don't, you know, and I understand this statement from Rib Shlomo that I heard him say so many years ago, I never understood it. He said, in order to believe in God, you have to have wild imagination. It's so deep. It's so deep, especially based on this. Like, in order to even believe in God, you have to have imagination. It's very hard for a person to govern over themselves without the power of a strong strain of the, a thought and becoming misragesh from holiness. And it's hard for a person to like, activate themselves to do holiness and to elevate themselves with the elevations of Hasidus if he doesn't have the, the if he doesn't he hasn't trained his mind, his imagination with koyach, with strength. Well, that's also kind of like a godly act because the reason why we're all here is because God has a great imagination. That's literally the words of the Gemara. Allah b'machshavta liv It came up in God's mind to create the world. I always say, like, when you see, like, you know, like, the different fish or birds or flowers, you're like, whoa, God is like this insane artist who has all these crazy things, and like, well, I want a bird who's going to do, like, this dance. Right, right, (laughs) right. It's like colorful bird doing this, like, crazy, insane dance. (laughs) I can't wait for the chavit to get to Shara Yichud Ba'amunah. When you get to Shara Yichud Ba'amunah and the Tanya, Especially in the Perik Gimel and Dalit, I think it is. He, it goes, Alter Rebbe takes all the, what you're saying with the Bria Sa'olam and he, he brings it to, in such a powerful way in front of us that that's really the blueprint of the world. Mamash, the creation of the world was like that. I'm sorry? Perik Shira also. Great. Great. It's all about the animals. Yeah. The, the imagination. Okay, so that was all basically right now the kitzur of what was going on up until now. But now we go. When now we start to like really ascend. Now this is this is where it gets the hitchatshut of the sefer. And from this paragraph on with the sefer, it takes a he takes a turn, a, an amazing turn. Let's look at this. Kvarhevenu la'el divrei tzadikenu hamedabrimi machshava chazaka u'mimin inyanei avoda. We've already brought many of the tzaddikims, their words that they said about the the, the necessity of strong, powerful thought regarding avodas Hashem. That only with strong thought and imagination of Kedusha. Imagination is not the right word here. Meaning the Hadmaya, the rendering of Kedusha. Then all the good Ratzon we have has a place to start to move forward. Now, until we got until here, Yecholim Lehosif, Od Hasheita Basifur HaKadosh, He's saying, and now I can share great-grandpa's Torah. I've been waiting for this, he says. Now I can share my great-great... I think it's great-great-grandfather's Torah. Does it say there what it is, David? No. I think it's great-great-grandfather. And he says like this in Parshas Pinchas. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't say which, how much far back. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, 
ובפרט בייחוד שמה ישראל. How does a person מברר ניצוצי נשמסה? How do we, what, what's the word he uses there? That was giving himself over, body and soul, God's holiness. Right, right, right before that, right before that. Oh, what's the word he uses? Bring forth the sparks of his soul. I just says bring forth, okay. I'm just so, in Ishbit's world with, with the word birur, it means something completely different, but here at Bethesda, brings forth. Bethesda, we'll go with that. How do you, how do you show up? How do, how do you get your soul to show up? How do you get the sparks of your soul to show up? How do you get it? How do you get to a place of mysterious nefesh in your body, your soul, for Kedushas Hashem, doing a mitzvah, davening, learning, especially, specifically during Shema Yisrael? Like, he's basically bringing out here, I know what you're crying for, Yidin. You want your soul to show up and start to lead the show. You're, you're, you're done with the body leading the show. You want your soul to start leading the show here. Gamarno. Let's understand what mysterious nefesh means, because we all want to be, we all want to, we want, like we, actually what we were just saying right now, the Allah Chayomis of the of mitzvahs Eretz Yisrael, we all want to feel that we are connected to the mitzvah of mysterious nefesh, that we'd be willing to do it. We, we, would, we would all love to feel that we're there. Let's understand a little bit deeper what that means. We know, we just to make it in this world, you must eat and drink. But really, a person has to put all the purpose of his soul being in this world through all his actions. Everything that he does should all be for Hashem and Hashem alone. Now don't run out of the room already by saying, I can't, I can't deal with this big talk anymore. Like... I'm just an ish pashud. Let me just feel a little bit good about myself that I came to Shachris. What are you talking to me now about being like a chal? You know, wait. The purpose for living a life like this is kedei lachzos benoam Hashem, benafsho yitzma litom arevus yedidus neimus elukuso yizborach shmo. What our souls are here and what they really want is to lachzos benoam Hashem. That means to visualize. And to see the sweetness of Hashem. And that my soul will be thirsty to taste Arevus. Arevus here means Veharevna. doesn't mean be a guarantor. Here it means sweet. Yedidus. That Hashem is, it, that there's, there's friendship. There's kinship. With Hashem is Barach. Vekol yemei chayim. In the days of his life. Chayusa. Yishtokek masai avo ve'eroe be'or pnei melech and all I'm doing in this world is thinking, when am I going to come and see the light of a living king? A person like this that lives like this, okay? Now remember, he's talking to Avrechim. He's not under the assumption that these guys have chapped this. He's now going again. He's quoting this because he's saying, look what's possible. He's not quoting his great-grandfather to tell them, eh, this is what you, look at, you think you're something? Look at what it's really about. He's saying, just look at what's possible by people that mamish train their minds and their thought process to be as strong as what we've been talking about. He says like this, Be'isha sher kaze megamat nafsho. Be'isha tefila. Ksheposhet machshavto mizeh olam While he's davening. And he's removed his thoughts from all worldly matters. Like he's really with the davening. Like, 
in, where in davening do we, we do the words really take us to like remove our minds from worldly matters? Think about a few a few things from davening that remove your mind from worldly matters. If you're really in the words, Shema. What else? Shmona Esrei for sure. Even before, thinking even in Pesukei Dezimra, Baruch Shamar Vahaya Olam Baruch Hu Baruch Omer Vaseh Baruch Gozem Akayim Baruch Merachem Al Aretz Baruch Merachem Al Abrios. These are words that take us can take us away from being so stuck in Hashem. My bank account is low. Or, I want that girl. Or, I need that car. Any of these things that are, right? That at different stages in life, that has become the ikar of our davening. Yeah, when you're davening, your soul tastes a little bit of the sweetness. Sweetness from this supernal light when that's happening. Your soul longs with a lot of strength and might to cling to the supernal lights. And you know what happens when this is what I taste? What do I say to all the worldly things that keep me so low? Tu! Moes, literally, that's what it means. Moes means like nimasli. Disgust. Nimasli. I'm sick of it. Why? Because you take me away from tasting this? Who are you? Who are you? Who gave you Rishus to take me away from tasting this? And, and that other side whispers back and it says, You did. Right? The Nefesh Bahamis did. You did. And it's this inner struggle that, that could happen after davening, right? Oh, if only I could just strip my, my soul from my body right now, just to cling to the supernal light, Kevat would I do it? His heart is in pain. You ever experience pain in your heart that, over the fact that you have a body? That's basically what he's saying. Because the way that you're connected to your body, because the way that you are connected to your physicality prevents you from clinging to the supernal light. We probably all felt that pain just not knowing what it is. Bidiyuk. I think that's he's saying, this is Bidiyuk, this is the matzah, this is the platform, exactly, exactly. We know that we're irking inside. What is it? He's saying, this is probably what it is. It's this, I think so, the humanity is going through that right now. It's just too much. Too much. God. Not really. what, I, I, I missed the premise. What, what is the bidiyuk? What is that? What, what, I'm sorry? You said bidiyuk on what? I'm uh, and what he's saying. You could say it again. No, so he said here that, that it sounds so lofty to say, oh my God, I'm in so much pain that my soul wants to... Is separate from my goof, right? But I think truthfully, we probably all feel that pain. We just don't know. We just don't know at the time what's happening. We don't know why we're in pain. So it's just like in, in pain and suffering, and you don't really know why. And the world's closing in on you, but it's because your soul wants to separate itself and attach to godliness and not be bound by the things of this world.
so I was saying exactly that, that I think that that is really, and, and what Rebelli was saying also is that it's probably, you know, happening so much, but again, even, the, even if it's happening, if I don't strengthen my, my mind to understand, to give it a platform, I'll keep on wondering, you know, I'll keep on doing circles. We have to teach the world that that's what they're missing. They don't know it, and that's our chesorim, our misrael, that we're not communicating this to the world. They think it's a material issue, they think it's a political issue, they, they're always getting lost in where it's coming from, and really, our misrael meant to say it's from this lack of soul. The lack of nisham. Even if you do get to lots of the Noam Hashem, there's going to be pain there too. Like I wonder if the tzaddikim are more pain than us. So yeah, see, that's mamish. The ne- look at the next line. This is exactly what he's going to. Fourth line from the bottom. Uba'es, last word. Uba'es azos, gam gufo nizdakech. Actually, your body, when you're in this state of mind, your body becomes refined. Machmas godel haishtokekus. Due to the longing that's taking place inside, that you have this inner fire that's making you like as if you're one of the ones up there, like an angel. You actually are refining your body at that moment when the focus is completely not on the body, it's on the soul. This is beneficial. Even though after davening, and it starts to get painful again, right? But he says, don't, don't deny what actually took place while you were davening. Nonetheless, the body is not leaning towards any gashmius at that moment. And somehow you start to live a life that when you're eating... Like the Tanya from a few days ago, you're eating things to elevate the godly sparks. That, that, that's, you're, you're in this world. But being in this world doesn't have to be that painful. It doesn't have to be that detrimental and, and damaging to your spiritual life. It doesn't have to be. Like, let's call it spade for spade. Do you know how many people would look at us sitting around a table on a Monday morning, on a, not on a holiday, just on a Monday morning, and, and say, if I had that, I could do it in the world. I could do it. Then, then I can still be in this world. I can elevate the world. I can elevate my, 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 my gashmias, right? Some people are only like, only on Friday night when I'm flying and there's 400 people jumping off this... No, it's, it's also in the weekday. It's also, it's available to us all the time when we're around people that remind us about what it's all about. And then the world doesn't have to be so choking to me. Like eating, going, going out to eat with friends after I became like a, a shtickel from, right? It doesn't have to be the most painful experience of not judging anyone and trying to like do halas nitzotzos through food. It, like being in this world doesn't have to be that crazy. If you always are working on the passion, this was all his great grandfather. He's saying, if this happens to you every day in your life, that every single day you're working on this place of where, of realizing where you want to be being one with the moment of where you want to be during davening, 
being okay with flying during davening, and also being okay with coming back to the world, and slowly, slowly seeing how you can take those moments of dveikus into the mundane, that talking with your child about nothing could be as holy, again, not with things that are damaging to the eyes, not with like treif food or treif talk or treif things, but with not just chol, not, yeah, but there's, I want to make a distinction. It goes back to something we spoke about in the summer. We have to make a distinction between things that are, that could be damaging to the soul, like defining chol, put it like that, defining chol, that's an interesting thing. Defining chol. So this is like very interesting things, like if you're really tasting the Noam Elyon, I think what he's saying over here, is that it, the, this world doesn't have to be that scary. It shouldn't be that scary. God created the whole world. It doesn't have to be that scary. Now, a lot of schools of thought in Hasidus rejected this concept completely. They said it's impossible. Because they basically said, no. What the Baal Shem Tov was talking about, it's either all or nothing. And that's why it's a crazy thing. I remember one time I walked into, I was in, I think I was hanging out with you that summer where we were going from to camps, like performances at camps. I stopped at a, one of these places next to Lake Como Pizza, I saw there was this like Hasidish based medrash and I had Davin Marv. So I walked in and I, I uh, saw that there were, there were learning, someone was learning Chidush Yarim Alashas. So I turned to him and I said, you know, this is my great, 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 this is my, I'm, I'm an enoch of the Chidush Yarim. Nothing. That didn't get me, no. It was almost like you shouldn't even have a, you shouldn't even admit to that in public anymore. You know, it's like, yeah. It's not, meaning there are people that say they're from the Baal Shem Tov's line, but the line that they took was that this stuff, this Polish cute stuff doesn't work for us. That's why I said Polish, you can see this. Like, this stuff is not really, this doesn't work so much about, like, you can come back into the world and inject that moment of Hispashtus Agashmius into the mundane. It doesn't work like that anymore. But the Piyasetzner Rebbe, you know what he did, right? He was a pharmacist. The, the Piyasetzner Rebbe was writing out prescriptions. He was completely in this world, the Piyasetzner. He knew how to be in this world. He knew how to talk to people. He understood. It's not just that because he's weak, so he had to learn how to talk to people. He's like, no, if I'm really in Eved Hashem, and I really know what I really want, and I give the platform in the moments that I'm feeling what I want for it to express itself, I'm strong enough. The world's not stronger than me. I'm strong enough. I can do this. So he needed to, he basically brought that back over here in the beginning of this parak in order to show us that be'emet, 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 the point is don't get too lost in your thoughts that there's no room for anybody else because eventually you'll kick yourself out of it as well. What do you mean by that? Meaning that sometimes you can get so lost in your platform that you set up for yourself of Kedusha that nothing else can fit in there, especially other pieces of you. And you have to write off everybody. Because they don't, they, sorry, it doesn't stim into the platform that was set up. Because I just want to be the, the person that I was when I was davening, and, and I was removed from all, from all uh, external and wor- worldly matters, right? Because that's when I felt most connected. It's been chon. That's when you did feel most connected. And that is when you activated the machshava of Kedusha and everything. But if you've learned how to then take that with you after davening, the world is not stronger than you or what you consider to be the world.
In fact, that what happened in davening, mishtal shel, which means David, what's a good word? Mishtal shel, come on. Down chaining. <laughs> Down chains. Lessons in language. Down chains into meaning it finds its way. It links. It, it finds. Trickles into? It trickles into. It trickles into. Hey, how's it going? And hey, how's it going with someone? Is a totsa'ah of the ispashtus of the gashmius that happened to you during davening. Meaning, if you can't sit with someone at a Shabbos table after you experienced the highest davening in the world, so like the Rebbe told us already, then it wasn't the highest davening in the world. If you can't be with someone, if you can't talk to someone in this world where they're at after you tasted godliness, then it wasn't godliness necessarily that you were tasting. It was just a crazy dimayon. But the way to strengthen the dimayon would be is not like, let me see how I can incorporate um, chol. That's not what it is. It's like, let me, let me just really allow myself to fully experience that which, which I know my neshama is longing for. Let me go through this internal you know, battle inside and look at, look at the places in my life that prevent me from tasting this and just saying, Chad I'm done with you. I'm done with you. This, this, is what, this is who I am. And it's sweet. Reb Shlomo used to always say, if it's not sweet, it's not Torah. So someone once said to him, what? So, so Musr, but yeah, everything has to be sweet. It's like, even Musr could be sweet if, you're th- if, if someone knows how to give it over to you. Right? It should be like that. So we'll, we'll pause here because I, I feel like if we continue, we won't be able to talk to anybody <laughs> the rest of the day. We'll, we'll pause here and we'll continue right here on Samachet, hopefully Wednesday morning, Bezash and Shukran, everybody.